Okay. Um, so, okay, Hari Bull, is there anything you'd like to share um, before we see the questions? Well, how many questions do we have? There's five. Five questions, okay. Mm -hmm. I got a, I just uh, got an email from Sumati asking that I say something about Vrindavan Das Thakur because it's his appearance day today. So I don't know how to factor that into the that questions. That was I the first question because Sumati told me that oh. she emailed you. So that's answering the first question. All right, I can say a little bit about, um, about um, His Holiness um, to start with. She asked if I could read something from my book. And I don't think I've written about him too much per se. I, I cited him, I, uh, this is the book I'm working on called Circle of Friends, which is about Sakirasa. And of course, Vrindavan Das Thakur is associated with that uh, transcendental uh, sentiment. Um, I was saying that I've written some things, quoted some things, translated some things that he said in um, Chaitanya Bhagavat, but um, and a couple of things about him, but at any rate, uh, I'll, uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, there's a couple of quotes that were very, a couple of things he said were very endearing and were very, um, to me, uh, bring out uh, the, in one sense, the importance of his book. Uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat. So um, we'll get to that. But um, I believe he was born uh, in uh, a few years after the turn of the 14th century, maybe about 15, 15 in our time, uh, our secular calendar 1505 1507 something like that um so at, at the time of his birth uh coincided with <clears throat> pretty much the time of chaitanya mahaprabhu leaving navdweep for for jagannath puri um and uh, as a result uh, he never got a chance to meet him personally of course, Nityananda Prabhu went with him to Jagannath Puri, but he returned annually. And at one point, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him not to return to Puri um, as he had been doing annually, but to remain in Bengal and uh, circulate amongst the people there and share the wealth that is the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Vrindavan Das had ample opportunity, the point is, to meet with um, Nityananda Prabhu, who he's thought to be the last uh, direct uh, disciple of um, his parentage is of interest to us. He was uh, the son of Narayani, who was this, the nephew of Srivas Thakur. <clears throat> and um, she was uh, living in the house of Srivas Thakur and is famous for um, being uh, favored and blessed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at an early age, who showered her um, with his blessings. And I think we talked about this uh, on the uh, Chaturdasi of Bhagavan Narasimhadev, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Shiva's house and revealed himself to be one with the Shringa deity that he was worshiping and then asked Vrindavan Das or Shivas to bring those relatives, all of them living in the house. Among them was, was the niece of Shivas Thakur Narayani Devi. For some reason, she was living there. <clears throat> and um, he caused her to weep and to chant Krishna Nam and so forth with his power, spiritual power, um, which he was revealing to Shivas to let him know that he had nothing to fear uh, with regard to the both the Hindus and the Muslims who were complaining about his his kirtan, Sankirtan, the Sankirtan that he was hosting. But 
at any rate, the uh, Vrindavan Das is the son of Narayani Devi. And um, there is some limited, at best, history of her husband, which brings him, him into question in some way in the same That, ha- that I want to say has, can be thought to have some parallel with the, uh, the mother of Vyasadeva, who was the uh, author, uh, compiler of the Bhagavatam, of course, um, and uh, Vrindabhandas thought to be the extended author of the Bhagavatam in the form of Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu being non-different from Krishna and his Leela being an extension. Um, of Krishna Leela, kind of, kind of the encore of, the, of Krishna Leela. Um, and of course, Vyas wrote it at the mouth of the Ganga and Vrindavanas um, is writing the Chaitanya Bhagavad where it uh, culminates and uh, flows into the Bay of Bengal. <clears throat> so he's considered the Vyas of Gaur Leela. His book was uh, named Chaitanya Bhagwat. Um, some say that um, upon reading Lochandas's Chaitanya Mangal, another biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <clears throat> uh, Brindavan Das was so moved that he deferred to uh Lochandas um and um changed the name of his book which was originally entitled Chaitanya Mangal to to Chaitanya Bhagwat but that is a questionable um, event because by the time that Chaitanya Charitamrita was written, which was a, a quarter of a century or so after the passing of Vrindavan Das, um, Chaitanya uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, still referred to. Uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat et Chaitanya Mangal. So from that, it would seem that his book's name was changed later to Chaitanya Bhagavat by any number of devotees like Krishna Das Kaviraj that so much celebrated his, his early uh, work, Chaitanya Bhagavat, um, which was written in about uh, 1535, which would mean he wrote it when he was about 25, 26, 27, 28, something like that, as a young, very young man, quite an extraordinary um, accomplishment and contribution that carried his devotees for many, many years as the principal text that um, described the philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the context of uh, a Leela narrative. Um, I was being relished by the Vrindavan Goswamis and so forth in their in their time, and, and again Chaitanya Charitamrita came afterwards, and uh, the celebrated author Krishna Kaviraj of Chaitanya Charitamrita defers repeatedly to Vrindavan Das's work, um, which deals largely with uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and even more so with Nityananda Prabhu, whom he was as I say, a disciple of, and whom he says in his heart, told him to write the Chaitanya Bhagavat. And, um, but at any rate, both in dealing with uh, descriptions of Nityananda Prabhu's Leela and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the emphasis there in Vrindavan Das's book is in in the Navadweep Leela of of Gaur Nityananda rather than the Madhya Leela as it's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Puri and his auntie Leela there as well, which is uh, the former of which the Madhya Leela 
of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's preaching in Sankirtan and Puri and his travels throughout India are the main focus, by contrast, of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And <clears throat> given that our ideal, the ideal posited by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, with his emphasis on the Madhya as the way, the means, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was practically showing by example um, his method of Sankirtan, and he's preaching and explaining the teachings and so forth. This is the way, if you will, to enter into the, uh, to attain the goal, hmm, which is, uh, with regard to Gorlila, to um, enter into Navadweep, hmm, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is not a sannyasi, but he's a householder and, and known by the names Vishwambar and Nimai Pandit and so forth, names that don't uh, carry with them uh, uh, Aishvarya, but rather um, intimacy. <clears throat> and, um, and that Navadweep, of course, is not different from Vrindavan. So uh, that being the focus of Vrindavan Das's work, I think is, is one of the reasons that uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj defers to him. Um, he's a predecessor, of course, uh, uh, also from a practical point of view, obviously Krishnadas would withdrawn from his book, um, as he says he has, and uh, he just touched on some things in the Adi Lila that weren't elaborated upon by Vrindavan uh, but that focus in Navadweep of Vrindavan uh, again, is what the Madhi Lila focus of Chaitanya Charitamrita is meant to bring us to with regard to Guru Lila. So, um, <clears throat> um, a very uh, important uh, work. He's identified, as I said earlier, with Vyas, the Vyas of Guru Lila and with Kushamapita, who is one of the famous um, friends of Krishna, uh, mentioned, uh, for example, in Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu and some other uh, texts, uh, Kushamapita is one of the sakas of Krishna. Therefore, basic types of friends of Krishna, the first of which are the sakas, who are, tend to be younger, and whose Sakyabharv is has a hint of uh, of Dasya um, package together um, with it. Um, Kushamapita means it, it, it means like a wreath that you would wear on your head, hmm? a flowers, a wreath of flowers that you would wear around your head or crowning the head. Uh, so he's a famous uh, Gopa and uh, Vrindamandas is identified with him. He's a disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, he has much uh, to say about and praise for the Dvadasagopals, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the principal associates. And uh, with that, I'll just uh, read here the one um, uh, section of Chaitanya Bhagwat that um, I feel is very significant and important because it, it is a section in which Vrindabhanas is revealing his heart. So Guhyam Akyati Prichati Rupa Goswami says this will foster our bhakti if we can conduct ourselves in such a way that great souls will reveal their hearts to us. So he's done so uh, just out of his own inspiration, he's expressed his own inner aspiration in the course of his writing. And, and what could be more important in the book um, than that? Uh, while he may tell, tell many things and many teachings and so forth, when he expresses his feelings, that this, which is something confidential, it just happens to come out 
um, then uh, certainly we should we should underscore that, highlight that, and uh, take note of it. Uh, so through it we see his his bhava, if you will. I'll read it to you as I've uh, translated it, and I'll go slowly so that the translators in Spanish and Polish can follow along. Vrindabanda <clears throat> says, surrounded by his sishas, Sri Sachinandan sat on the bank of the Ganga. If I had a million mouths, I could not do justice to this beautiful sight. Nothing in the three worlds compares. Not the moon surrounded by stars, for the moon bears spots and waxes and wanes, while Prabhu Gore is always full and spotless. Nor can we compare him to that scene. He says to Brihaspati, who is the guru of the gods, because Brihaspati is partial to the gods over the demons. Why can we not compare them? He says, uh, this vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the bank of the Ganges to Brihaspati, because Prabhu Gore, unlike Brihaspati, is equal to everyone. Nor can we compare him to Cupid, as some might suggest, who enters one's heart and causes agitation. Because when Prabhu Gore enters one's heart, the agitation of samsara is destroyed and one's heart becomes happy. He goes on to say, as much as, excuse me, as such, I should say, as such, all these comparisons to that scene on the bank of the Ganga where Sachinandan is sitting with his sishas, all these comparisons are faulty. However, he continues, there is one fitting comparison that comes to mind. Just as Sri Nandakumar, Krishna, sat in the midst of the gopas on the bank of the Jamuna, revealing his coward Leela, that same Krishna Chandra, in the form of a Brahman, enjoyed himself sitting amidst those same cowherd boys on the bank of the Ganga. Wow. He says, who can calculate the fortune of the lucky souls who saw this bliss? Again, as I said, he missed it. He never had the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's just telling what he heard from those who saw it. Just, just missed it by a, by a few years. And he's, he's so absorbed in what he heard that he's seeing it in his, in his, in his heart hmm? and still longing to see it outside of his heart and, 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 and be in, 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 in such um, a leela. Hmm? Hmm. Who can calculate, he said, the fortune of the lucky souls who saw this bliss? Merely seeing one who has witnessed this scene and this bliss, that soul is freed from samsara. Because of my impiety, he continues, I did not take birth at that time, and hence I was cheated out of the joy of that darshan. What he's saying humbly is that by his karma, he, was, he, he cheated himself out of, out of that opportunity. Of course, we don't see him quite like that, but this is his humility. <clears throat> then he continues, O Chandra, show me your mercy that I may remember this Leela birth after birth 
wherever you and Nityananda perform pastimes with your coward companions, may I be present there in service. So we cannot do justice to the contribution of Vrindavandas Thakur, but um, by the request of Sumati and the desire of others, I've managed to say a few things. I hope that you can appreciate and take advantage of his uh, main contribution in the form of Chaitanya Bhagavad, Chaitanya Bhagavad Ki Jai. So questions? Um, yeah. Okay. So. Other so questions? Yeah. yeah. Shamala has a question and she sent it. Um, okay. I don't think that she's present today. I think that's why she sent this to Archana. So I'm going to read. You can, I don't know if you can see it in, in the, oh no, you can't. Let me um, send it to you so you can also just see what it looks like. Because it's, it's kind of long and it's, it's not like, Archana, can you copy and paste it and send it? Because it's not letting me copy and paste it. It's like two paragraphs. Why don't we go on with another question in the meantime? Oh, okay. Um, Pranada? have two unrelated questions. Um, the first one is, is it just bhakti that is carried over into one's next life? For instance, um, I'm thinking specifically of those who are practicing jnana or yoga, what they acquire or how they progress spiritually in this life, is that also carried over, or is it just bhakti that's carried over from life to life? Well, the difference between them, of course, is that uh, bhakti is a um, um, driven by nirguna, so it's it's transcendental, its influence, whereas karma is driven by by um, rajaguna and jnana by sattvaguna. Now, if you do nishkam karma, you're kind of on the upper end of, of um, Rajaguna and uh, uh, obviously prominently influenced by Sattvaguna, but both of these influences, Rajas and Sattva, of course, are temporary. But um, uh, nonetheless, all of the influences of Rajas and Thomas are temporary, but that doesn't mean that they don't carry over into the next life. Are they eternal? No. Um, but obviously impressions we receive in this life, influences of Rajas, Thomas, Sattva, um, that we are under um, will carry over in some way into our um, next life, but they're not eternal. Mm -hmm. That means they won't give us any standing in transcendence itself. Whereas bhakti also will carry over into the next life like material influences, but it at the same time is um, eternal. And so it will carry with us into transcendence. Hmm? Hmm? Um, so that's uh, a way I think of, of thinking about that. So certainly if someone has strong some scars for Gyan Marg on uh, their next life, they're gonna have those some scars um, as well. Or um, Roger Goon influences and so forth. So that's the simple answer. Did you have, you had a, you had a two part question if you wanna. Yes. Yeah, the, it's the other the other one is unrelated. Um, someone said that uh, Sridham uh, Shrimati Radharani's brother is not the same Sridham as Krishna's Antakarana. 
they can't be the same. And I don't know why, I didn't hear why that they couldn't be the same, but I'm wondering if you could weigh in on that comment. Yes, um, so there are four gopas who are said to be identified with Krishna Santakarna. So just like we have a subtle body made of material elements, Krishna's body is made up of spiritual um, elements, uh, spiritual antakarna in this case. So buddhi, ahankar, uh, manas, chitta, these are all aspects of the subtle uh, body. And, um, and it, there are four gopas close to Krishna who are identified with, with those uh, aspects of the antakarna. And in um, uh, the Tantra, Gotamiya Tantra, I believe, uh, that uh, is mentioned. Jiva Swami cites it in his commentary on the uh, Bhaktivedanta Sindhu and Rupa Goswami's chapter on, on Sakyarasa. Um, and um, those four, I think, are Dham, Sudam, um, Kinkini, and um, for the moment I forget. Um, but um, a later author in Sadhu Nayananda Thakur, who is in the lineage um, coming from Sudama Gopa in his Gorlila. Um, incarnation um, wrote a famous book uh, called Prayabhakti Rasarnava and um, he makes the point in his book that in the text of Gotamiya Tantra uh, the name Dham is used but it really refers to Sridham and for this, for grammatical purposes, um, in terms of uh, poetry of the text, uh, Shri Dham is left off. The Shri, excuse me, is left off, and just Dham is mentioned. But it doesn't refer to the Gopa named Dhamma, but to the Gopa named Shri Dham. Hmm? This is his uh, point, and he. Um, supports his point by um, underscoring the importance of Sridham. He is the most important uh, gopa in, in one sense. Hmm? And he's the elder brother, of course, of Radharani. Um, so he makes to play such a prominent role, his, his, his gopi, gopa bhav, his sakya bhav, his, is Kewal, it's pure Sakyarasa. Um, we, we could distinguish him from, or the, the, the Priyanarmasakas from him and say they're more important and Subal being among them is even more close to Krishna. But still, Sridham is given a very, a very prominent place amongst, amongst all the Gopas. Hmm? He's the Pitamarda hmm? of the, of the, um, of the, uh, Coward Leelas. So uh, nine in the Taku reasons well, Sudam, Sridam, you know, they do they go together, and uh, Sridam is uh, in his estimation is the uh, it was like the cousin, he's he's, he's the son of uh, Ratnabal, who was the brother of Prishabanu, so he's from um Barsana. Um and um, and so forth, and he, along with Sridham, must be, you know, Sudam is mentioned in the in the tantra, but Sridham must be there, and Dham must not be the Gopa who is being referred to. This is his reasoning. Now, um, you have to take the, that kind of reasoning of his seriously, although this isn't mentioned by the Goswamis in their text. Um, neither are they in Sakyarasa. Whereas Nainananda Thakur is there, there are going to be things about Sakyarasa that Nainananda Thakur may say that while 
deferring as he does to Rupa Goswami's work, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Nonetheless, he's going to say things that are not going to be found per se in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That's written by Rupa Goswami, who is in Madhurya Rasa, who takes himself out of that position, some, some extent to a neutral position to write about the different Rasas. Whereas Nain and Nandatokar is in Sakyabhav and writing about Sakyabhav. So you have to take his comments um, seriously. And obviously it's, it's, a, it's an insight that he holds that um, um, he was bold enough to write and uh, has support from his, from his community. Um, I heard a fellow, um, a disciple of Narayan Marsh, he actually argued uh, about this point on our publication, The Harmonist, I think when, when Nainananda Thakur's point was raised, uh, his point was probably what you're referring to. He was saying Sridham can't be one of the, those gopas because he's the older brother of Radharani. Somehow that made sense to him. <laughs> um, um, but it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, to me, um, his idea was something like, well, these four boys are thought to be present in the Gopi Vastraharna Leela, where the Gopi's clothes are being stolen. Therefore, Sridham, being the older brother of Radharani, couldn't possibly be there. It, 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 would, it would be impro improper or something to that effect. That actually makes, uh, makes no sense. Of course, Vishwanath says the boys were very young. Mm -hmm. um, he's the older brother of Radharani. You could make an argument like that. This fellow didn't make that argument, but uh, he's the older brother of Radharani. Radharani is there. And Vishwanath says the boys are very young. Uh, but I, I uh, so you could make that argument, but, um, but uh, then again, there's the, the there's, it's not said in the Tantra that those were the four boys that were present there on the one hand. On the other hand, what Vishwanath is really trying to say is that these boys were very innocent in their uh, perspective hmm? with regard to you know, this early romanticism of, of, of Radha and Krishna. So uh, I, wouldn't, I haven't heard any, any argument that has a, any substance that would... Um, uh, counter what I feel is an is it is an insightful uh, and feelingful uh, point raised by Nanananda Thakur. Now you have to look at the grammar too that he's talking about, hmm? and see that that if the syllable Sri Dham was added, Sri was added to Dham, what it would do to the text, hmm? and uh, uh, it. it, 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 it um, given that it does what he says it does, and, and, which it must, otherwise why would he would bring it up, then you have further support. So I would uh, follow the lead of Nainana Thakur on that. hope that helps. If you have any follow-up on that, I'm fi fine to entertain so that. Just, just, to, to just to restate it, there's no reason why Sridham, who is yeah. one of the four uh, of the Antakarna of Krishna, can't be Srimati Radharani's brother at the same time. Why not? Sridham, Sudam is, is, is her cousin. Hmm? They're living in the same place. What, what, what would be the reason? Because he's the older brother that he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be... Because he's the older brother, he could. The point of the, these four being the Antakarna of Krishna is that they know everything about Krishna's pastimes. Hmm? Jiva Goswami goes as far as to say, in one sense, they're, they are Narmasakas who are, who are aware of all and they participate in all of the, the romantic um, leelas of Krishna. Now, these gopas don't typically participate, but if they're the Antakarna, then they're there. Hmm? Wherever Krishna's booty is, wherever his ahankara is, and so forth, 
well, these it, theoretically these voids are there. So to Jiva Goswami, not anyone else, but Jiva Goswami says actually they're 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 Narmasakas in that sense. Although in their actual manifest form, they don't participate in those romantic leelas. So to have some objection to why Sridham could be aware of all of the pastimes of, of Radha and Krishna because he's the brother of Radharani, that doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. So shall we go to Shamla's question here? She yeah. says, uh, I'll, I'll read it. I guess you all, some of you need to translate it into, into the local languages. In every Kali Yuga, Lord Krishna appears as Lord Chaitanya to preach the Yuga Dharma of Hari Nam Sankirtan. This religious function is executed merely by the Amsa avatar of the Supreme. Only once in the day of Brahma does the full manifestation of Swayam Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, and Swayam Bhagavan, Lord Chaitanya, come to the material world. Okay. So, thought by some to be a Chaitanya avatar from for every Kali Yuga. Mm -hmm. um, but once in a day of Brahma, Krishna comes in the Dwarpa Yuga himself. And in the following Kali Yuga, he comes in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, imbued with uh, um, the sentiments of Radha. Mm -hmm. So that's a special appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is non-different from Krishna. Then she goes on with her question. When Lord Krishna comes in Kali Yuga, only to propagate the Yuga Dharma, he, she means to say Chaitanya. She said Krishna. When Chaitanya comes in Kali Yuga to propagate the Yuga Dharma, he's known as Gornarayan. In this form, Lord Chaitanya or Gornarayan does not distribute Braj Prem, Anjari Bhav, and so on. Wherever she has a quote, there is congregational chanting of the holy names of the Lord, Gornarayan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and his incarnation of Lord Chaitanya appears and is worshipped by Sankirtan Yagya as per the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam 4.30.36. And this question, quote unquote, is concluded with a sentence that says, excerpt from article of Madhini Swami. So there's no question here. <laughs> I guess she wants us to discuss that, wants to maybe uh, hear some, shed some light on that. Um, um, I don't know what to say, but there are different persons, different acharyas who say different things about other yugas, other Kali yugas with regard to the yuga avatar. Some emphasize this point that Gornarayan from Vaikuntha, a Vaikuntha expression of uh, Sri Chaitanya appears, propagates Nams and Kirtan, people chant, uh, go to Vaikuntha. Hmm? would be the idea. Others have other opinions about what transpires with regards to the Yuga Dharma and any Yuga avatar in those Kali Yugas. Um, you can get a different one opinion from Lochanda Stakur, maybe a different opinion from Vrindavan Das um, and contemporary Acharyas have said different things, but um, Probably this is the most popular one, and I, Prabhupada is, is, is advocating it here, I guess, in his purport in the fourth canto that's being cited. Um, so th this is the normal, we should understand, this is the normal um, course of events. That is what? That uh, from Vaikuntha, avatars of Narayan come, hmm, in the different yugas as yuga avatars propagate the yuga dharma which culminates in attaining mukti and vaikuntha in a, in, a, in a form of 
dasya bhakti or shanta bhakti. Let's say primarily dasya bhakti they're advocating. The point worth stressing here is this is the extraordinaryness, um, therefore, of the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that has to come from Krishna himself, Krishna Prema Pradayate. If he's to give Krishna Prem, he has to have Krishna Prem. None of the other avatars of Narayan have Krishna Prem. Even Narayan doesn't have Krishna Prem. Prema Madhuri is one of the qualities of Krishna that one of the four qualities of Krishna that Narayan does not possess. Hmm? So if someone is going to come and give Krishna Prem an avatar, it's going to have to be Krishna himself, avatari, that is our Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And he's giving a special dispensation which overrides the ordinary dispensation of obtaining mukti and going to Baikuntha and opening the doors thereby to a possibility hmm, within the Paravyam, within the spiritual world that even the inhabitants of Baikuntha don't know about. We see that when Gopa Kumar in Brihad Bhagavatamrita went to Vaikuntha, the inhabitants there for the most part hmm, didn't know about Goloka hmm, and its nature and so forth and so on. They, so they, they, they gave him instructions how to act in Vaikuntha and he was compelled by his Sakyabhav, which isn't above um, in, in, in Vaikuntha, even though Narayan entertained it to some extent with him, the inhabitants was clear, they didn't understand what is Goloka. And this is mentioned in our texts, Gaudiya texts, that this is unknown even in Baikuntha. So it's a very, very special uh, dispensation to give the Babas of Goloka, which are four, um, and, and particularly Madhurya, a particular type of Madhurya, and, uh, and Sakibhav hmm, through Gore and, uh, and Nityananda Prabhu. So very special, special time. Um, otherwise, Gornarayan would be a Vaidhi Bhakti avatar of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, teaching Namsan Kirtan. That Namsan Kirtan is, is not empowered hmm, by the bhava of that that Krishna's of, of Golok that Krishna is pursuing to taste himself from the vantage point of his best devotee. Hmm. So his chanting is is backed by that nam shrestam, the highest conception of the name. We call it paraka nam rather than taraka. Taraka means taraka nam means to cross over. So it means for mukti. Hmm? Parakana means something more, attaining more than mukti. So prem prayoja, the goal of prem. So this is, uh, this is the teaching. Another question? Um, yeah, Padmanabha Swami has some questions from the Spanish-speaking devotees. All right. Yes. Well, we shared um, 
this morning the heart, as he expressed it himself, of Vrindavan Das Thakur. <clears throat> and he's writing from the vantage point of Sakirasa. So, in one sense, overall, the book could be emphasized. Mm -hmm. um, that said, the way in which Vrindavan Das has written about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu in uh, Chaitanya Bhagavad is fueled by that in one sense, but also by a general uh, desire to broadcast in a more broad way the um, divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. So it's not a book that focuses um, per se um, on Sakirasa. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that it does in that regard is it, it gives so much deference to an emphasis on and discussion of uh, Nityananda Prabhu's Activities, leelas, and so forth. You know more so than than than, than Chaitanya Charitamrita. So that you know one can be drawn uh, through the uh, enthusiasm and discipleship of of, of Brindaban Das uh, to who is disciple of Nityananda Prabhu to Nityananda um, Prabhu, who's the you know the fountain of of, of Sakirasa. So in that way, it, it may be um, helpful. Um, but um, um, Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is, is a focused uh, book that um, uh, in, in, in which uh, the focus is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna and Radha combined. Hmm? and a form in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is tasting and experiencing the bhava of Radha. That it's very focused in that way. So it, it is focused, it is a more bhava-focused book, I should say, than Chaitanya Bhagavat, but it's focused as Madhurya Rasa. So what we read in Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, if your focus is um, Sakirasa, um, I, 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 I don't think that there's anything I can cite per se, other than uh, one thing which I'll, well, comes to mind, which I'll bring up, that um, where, you know, this section he's focusing on Sakyabhav, he's not really doing that in the book. But in a very endearing section for those who uh, have that ideal of Sakuras uh, is or has always been to me is where in the fifth chapter of the Adi Lila, Vrindabandas reveals his um, inner experience of Nityananda Prabhu coming into his life and blessing him such that. Um, he got entrance into Vrindavan, where ultimately he was blessed to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. So the powerful influence of, of, of Nityananda Prabhu and how important he was in the life of, of, of uh, Krishna's Kaviraj. We, we, we really are, would be accurate to say that without Nityananda Prabhu, we wouldn't have Chaitanya Bhagavat. Without Nityananda Prabhu, we wouldn't have Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, that said, that doesn't mean we, if we have an affinity for Sakyabhav, we shouldn't read Chaitanya Charitamrita. Certainly, um, we should. It's all about Krishna. Hmm? And Sakyabhav is all about uh, also loving Krishna. It's more about Krishna's romantic life. But um, what we see in our Sampradaya largely over the centuries is that the Sakyarasa that is pursued uh, by some tends to be Sakirasa that is uh, um, 
augmented by Madhurya Rasa. And so, as it's called Narma Sakavav, so uh, Sakya Rasa that is very much involved in Madhurya Rasa. So you can look at it in that way hmm, to hone some sensibilities about affinity for Madhurya Rasa as a Saka. Hmm? If you're going to help Krishna and serve Radha also with regard to their uh, romantic plight, hmm, you better know something about it. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's good for that. Um, um, and um, it's, and it's, it's saying, saying so much about who Krishna is. Hmm? How can that not be relevant to, uh, to Asaka? But then there are other texts, of course, that are, uh, you know, uh, entirely focused on Sakiras. There's a book called Circle of Friends that's going to be published soon that will be helpful in this regard. Uh, uh, so comparatively, there is a dearth with regard to this type of literature. I mentioned nine in the Thakur's book, Preo Bhakti Rasarnava, that is, is another book that's focused entirely on, on Sakirasa. But uh, um, it's one of the reasons I'm writing this book at the request of others, because there is um, um, there are many devotees who have that affinity. You can understand that uh, due to the campaign of my Guru Marsh, who was driven by that bhava. Many people have that impressions for that. Um, and so to support that, to give some support to that, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. So be a little patient when that comes out, and then you can, you can read that. Another question? Um, yeah, also from Padmanabha Swami. And uh, yes, I will repeat the question in English because Maharaj is saying it in English, listening uh, devotees can't hear the question. Sorry for that, I didn't. Um, last question, yes, what's the question? Okay. Before I repeat the question, I see there's a, there's a little bit of a follow-up. Uh, Sakirati and Shamananda asked, are there certain sections of those, for those who desire Sakiras that you recommend? Uh, I see, I should mention there that also there's a whole chapter on Sakirasa in Bhaktivedanta Sindhu. And that would be the third chapter of the third section. Hmm? Goes into quite a bit of detail about Sakirasa, different types of friends, what are their, their, their Anubhavs, their Sattvika Bhavs, uh, uh, Sanchari Bhavs, so on and so forth. Uh, so it's a long chapter, but that is a, that's a, something given to us by Rupa Goswami. Regard to the question, how, what's the question? The question is, the next question is how to overcome fear Well, you have to conquer fear. <laughs> fear is basically fear of death. Uh, and then uh, I would say um, uh, sub subcategories of that. <laughs> fear that I, that I may not exist if I don't do something, I'm threatened. I feel that my sense of existence is threatened. Hmm? And you're right, it is. So it's your sense of existence and what you are is the problem because that sense of self cannot be uh, maintained. Hmm? It's here today, it'll be gone tomorrow. Um, so therefore we teach that um, you have an identity as an Atma that transcends these bio, psycho, physiological, uh, you know, sense of self, the body-mind sense of self um, that is, um, 
built out of attachment to, to temporary things, and so it's fragile. Hmm? It's built out of things that are temporary, so it, a composite of that is it's also temporary. Hmm? And so, so to become grounded in the fact that you're eternal through a good spiritual education and then applying that education in, in, in practice, one will get experience of one that one's eternal. I would say that's kind of the beginning of spiritual experience that I'm eternal. Mm -hmm. um, what can I say about that? Mm -hmm. If I say I've experienced that I'm eternal, someone could say, well, how can you prove that? I mean, I can't prove that. I mean, what, and what more can I say about it? There, try it and you have the experience and then you'll know there's nothing to fear ultimately. And you have to gravitate back towards that experience as much as you get away from it, as much as you're getting away from your, the, the kind of practice that fosters it. And when it becomes predominant and one's practice is now called nishta rather than anishta, which, which is steady, then you'll be fearless. Um, but I mean, you can't just, you know, put a bumper sticker on and say no fear and, and you know, and uh, jump from building to building or something like that, um, as people do sometimes. But, um, but I mean, it, it obviously it plays out, as I say, in so many subcategories, I'm afraid to go to a social gathering because I might say the wrong thing. Or people might think of me like this or that, all this kind of <laughs> crazy fears, anxieties that we have. I mean, it's just all obviously really a, just a result of our material uh, conditioning. And, and Gaudi Vaishnavism is giving a, a comprehensive solution to that. Um, but, you know, if you want a comprehensive solution, you have to have, you know, you, you have to make a comprehensive approach to that solution fully embracing it to the extent that we don't do that, well, our life is going to be pervaded by fear. Fear is, the, is what pervades material existence um, as an experience more than anything else. And there's good reason for it. So again, first thing is to become fully rational. Understand the reasoning behind fear. That can help. Now, understanding the reasoning behind fear is like understanding the reasoning about someone, about your own psychological dysfunction. That doesn't make it go away necessarily. I can point out to you, or a psychologist could point out to you the reasoning for why you, you, you act the way you do that is you know, problematic for yourself and is psychologically dysfunctional. But it's coming from a feeling, from feelings that you've had, for example, in your, in your childhood, let's say, that you experienced. And so how are you gonna overcome them? Not just by the reasoning, but that's helpful. Now you have to take that reasoning and you have to integrate it into your, your, your life and through some type of emotional exercise, you have to overcome that uh, feel your way through it, so to speak, that psychological uh, dysfunction. So similarly with fear, I'm saying, um, you have to understand the rationale behind it and that can help, but only as much as you apply that rationale in the form of transrational practices hmm, of sadhana bhakti, hearing, chanting, which gives you then experience, again, that, well, you don't die, hmm, you're beautiful, more beautiful than you could ever be by whatever haircut you have or whatever outfit you wear. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, and so forth. And by that experience, then fear is overcome. So all right. So uh, I don't know if we got to all the questions, probably not, but um, uh, we got through five. That's pretty that's and that's how many there were. Okay, there may be That's some good. others that come up in the course of the discussion, but uh, we could save them to next week. Sounds okay. good. Nice to be with all of you. Hare Krishna. Well.
So um, before everyone goes, I'm gonna make some announcements as I do. Okay, so um, I was just gonna announce the classes. So June's class schedule, um, wait, let me, I'm just zooming in on my computer as I read it. Okay, so on Mondays, Pabhananda Swami is giving classes um, on the Brahmara Gita, the Song of the Bumblebee. And then on Tuesdays, Agni Dave is giving classes, um, Gaudiya Kirtan, Grasping the Essence of Devotional Hymns. And then on Wednesdays, Dulal is giving uh, classes on Krishna Sandarbha. And then on Thursdays, Archana is doing interviews, the beauty and the messiness of Asadika's journey, interviews with modern day sages. Um, and then on Fridays, Madan Mohandas is giving classes, um, uh, refining our desire, selected topics um, from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And then on Saturdays, Chitta is giving classes, um, uh, Madhavendra Puri and uh, okay, Madhavendra Puri and the qualities of a devotee. Um, and then we're back here on Sunday. I think, I think those are all the announcements, right, Arshana? Just the classes. I think. I'm going to take that as a yes. Okay. Um, so thank you, everyone. Um, I will see you soon. Okay. How are you both?